nice things. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me this week, Sir Michael Libsley, we have... Charlie Dimmock, as she is now. Charlie's Dimmocks. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, I've come yes. as Dennis Price in The Rebel. I like that. Uh, yes. It, oh, it's very hot today, isn't it? Are you it, sure that this is the right attire to be wearing? It's it's actually, it's all right. It's quite thin um, as, as regards material. But then it would be, you know, because it was so cheap. Um, but it's actually quite chilly here. I've just realised, hang on, if I'm going to do this properly, it's got to be like... Hang on. If it's got to be... Uh, are we... There we are. Got to be. Have you got to be a French intellectual? You got. How oh, do they? Do they smoke cigarettes like that? Well, like Jeffrey Bernard used to. I think yeah. so. Yes, that's where he got the affectation, I presume. And so, Nazi officers in films, don't they? They do that. Darren Nesbitt. Whenever you see him as a Nazi, he's always got signs the two. papers, old man. <laughs> All that sort of thing. So, so yes. there we go. French, French Nazi. Um, yeah. Wasn't very. Or was it German? I don't know. Um, but um, yeah. Dennis Price is a lovely, nice thing, isn't he? Oh, Dennis Price is a lovely thing. Mm. Whenever you see him turn up, you know that you're going to get a lovely performance from someone who was just a little unhinged in reality. Yes. I like that. Yes, and he was quite... De- wasn't uh, Pertwee friends with Dennis Price? I think so. Um, Pertwee was. I know Lemege was. Yeah, he was. He was. Mm. Um, but Kind Hearts and Coronets is really his... Uh, his kind of, you know, his legacy, isn't it? I mean, he's absolutely fantastic in that film. He's stunning in that film. But then, he's one of those people, a character actor. Yeah. So, uh, even though sometimes with Price there were, you could see similarities sort of cross-pollinating from character to character. Oh, despite yeah. that, you know, a character actor. So, uh, is it possible to turn out a shit performance as a character actor? And I was wondering about this the other day, and I'm thinking about Richard Briers in um, the show that we don't mention, but the story mm. Paradise Towers. And in mm. that, he gives a very strange performance indeed, where he starts speaking rather like he's a Peter Cook character, and then he yeah. turns into a zombie. And you can watch that in two ways, I find. One is that you can look at it and really appreciate these unusual sort of little subtleties and nuances and the fact that he's created two fully rounded characters. And on the other hand, you could say it's total bollocks. It's interesting, that one. It's very interesting. Um, Wasn't the character he played in Ever Decreasing Circles, Martin? That's right, yeah. Martin. Well, Martin had that kind of voice, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It was a kind of trope. I'm I'm not sure if Cookie invented it or not, but um, you've got Peter Cook's obvious, you know, Pete and Dud. Um, You've got that one, haven't you? Um, Steve Wright used it a lot, didn't he? Uh, Kenny Everett used it. Now I'd like to complain, you know, that kind of voice. I think it was yeah. just an archetype back then, because Stanchel uses it on Sir Henry Reg Smeaton. He talks like that as well, doesn't he? Uh, it's true, actually. So I wonder where it comes from, because I think the first time Cook says that he encountered it was when he was at, oh, was it Radley School he was at? I think it was Radley. And he said that one of the porters there was quite unusual, and one day he found him just staring at the ground. And he went over and said, oh, are you okay? And he said, I'm looking at this rock, and I'm sure I've seen it move. Right. Uh, um, that seems to be the first time. I that, think it's uh, Peter Cook who originated that voice. I, I think it may be. Yeah. Um, 
But it's a, it's a yeah. voice that applies to so many characters, isn't it? I mean, anyone who's slightly officious and bureaucratic, yeah. you just let them speak in a nasally way. Um, Garden Britas. Britas, absolutely. That was the same oh, yes. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think it's one of those archetypes that, mm. I mean, do, do, do you have that one anymore? Do people still do that? Well, it's part from us. Well, Rowan Atkinson, I suppose, occasionally, does he? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about 1983. I've got confused again between what's now and a very, very long time ago. I know. Um, 1983 is 39 years ago. Absolutely not. I know no. it's not, but it actually is. No. I know it's no, 20 no. years ago. I know it's 20 this. years. You 20 know years this. Ago. Yes. However, the idiots who write the calendars, you know, whoever that is, um, they think not. <sighs> This is well, what happens when you have a Pope who looks like Jim Bowen. Ah, uh, we don't have him anymore, do we? Or is he do the same one? I think ah. he's the same one. Oh, right, was, yeah. We've still got Pope Jim. It's like football players. You can't keep up with the Popes changing, you know. I mean, I remember being a kid, and when Ray Clements left Liverpool, um, it all went a bit sort of squirrely for me. I couldn't keep up with it all. It was just like, oh, Bruce Grobelar and and all this other stuff. And it's just like, you know, they changed the names. Oh no, no. I'd, I'd I could rem- I could name that team now, and I'm sure you'd love me to, wouldn't you? No, 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 no. no. Thank you. No, Absolutely no. So we'll not. take take that one as red. Um, but the Popes, at least the Popes, are a bit more excited. They, they don't announce the Liverpool team with a you know plume of smoke coming from over Anfield, do they? Well, you know, they might burn a car out, maybe. <laughs> 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 you know, to to celebrate the new shining. Um, but um, no, otherwise, absolutely not. What is it called? No. That it's uh, Blanco Fumagi or something like that, isn't it? White smoke means they've they've picked. They've They've picked. That's right. Yeah. When yeah. it's just normal smoke, that means that they're having to smoke a lot because they're delivering. A lot more fags. Yes. A lot more fags, and then the white smoke of purity means that we've chosen Jim Bowen. We've I'm chosen hoping Jim they go Bowen. For, I'm hoping they go for maybe somebody else, uh, someone who looks a bit like Bob Monkhouse next, or maybe Wendy Craig. That would be nice. We could work our Wendy way through. Wendy Craig all the... would make a great pope. Wouldn't Wendy Craig be a brilliant pope? Think of her in Nanny. Yeah. I want a pope who's like that. Yes. Yes. Oh, I've just realised I was thinking of Pamers. Oh. She'd make a great Pope. She would, actually. But then again, Wouldn't they're she? quite... Well, they're quite similar. They're quite some similar. Ways, aren't they? Yeah. What's By that which I mean about? they're both women who were on television in the 70s. Yes, yes. I'm sensing a sort of Richard Stilgo as Pontiff. You know, oh, he'd I make sense, wouldn't he? That. Yes, he looks, absolutely. He looks, he looks holy. With his he beard. does. He always has done Richard Stilgo. Mm. Somebody told me once that Richard Stilgo was the second most popular answer to a pub quiz, to any pub quiz. Brilliant. Thinking about that now, I'm not completely sure that that's true. I think they might have been talking bollocks because yeah. America is probably more likely to come up as an answer in a pub quiz than Richard Stilgo. I've, I've believed that since about 1994. Yeah, it's this funny moment. the things you believe, isn't it, that aren't true. I had no reason to doubt him. I mean, he's a very, he's an erudite, intelligent man. I think he might have just taken the piss one day, and I've gone with that. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, well, oh. people do abuse the fact that they inspire authority. You know, I remember you telling me about someone you knew that said Brexit would never happen, and you believed him. I did you know, believe him. More absolutely, fool you. Yeah. More well, fool yes, you. absolutely. Now I know in future whatever he advises me, go, well, we'll go in the other direction, shall we? Ah, there's the correct answer over but there. It, but, but 
when you say things with enough authority, people actually just buy it. Yes, I did. Like, yeah. Well, they must know what he's on about. He's, you know, um, it's a great skill. It's a great skill. It's a great skill. Yes, yes, and and one which I think you've mastered as well. Oh, I like to think so. Absolutely. Yes, and your Patrick yes. Weimark moments. Oh, in those moments where essentially, mm. yeah, as we were talking about the other week when I was saying that I wanted to be a scientist, but I didn't. I just wanted to play a scientist yes. in, a, in an ITC production. Yes. Absolutely. I do find that when I have to be a grown-up on the phone, you know, talking to people and things like that, I do go into Patrick Weimark mode. But then yeah. I discover that, that I'm acting as though I'm listening, sort of nodding and you know, serious face. Yes. But I'm, I'm focusing on pretending that I'm listening. Camera so three. I to listen. That's the trouble. Yes, that Play can happen, isn't it? You know, you're waiting for the next uh, command from the studio floor. Wasn't it uh, John Inman who said, let's commit telephonage or telephonage <laughs> when when he left people? I can't think who that was. It was one of those documentaries. I think it's about John Inman. And people would say, you know, when he'd leave, he'd just say, let's commit telephonage, um, which I always thought was quite funny. Um, what have yes. you been doing this weekend then, lad, apart from uh, mastering the art of, well, you didn't master the art of fixing your laptop PSU, did you? Well, now this is, and again, I, I think I, I've cottoned on to why. And it's because in a similar way to this chap who, you know, once told me the Brexit wouldn't happen, it, when he starts Cat. saying, when he starts saying PSU and he just means plug, I get confused because, <laughs> because that's a plug. Yes, it is. Well, what's it, the, well what's no, no, a no. A part of it is a plug. The bit with the three pins on it is a plug. Right. But the right. whole thing is connected the, to that. So what's the square, PSU? The square thing attached to it is this? the PSU. Well, I thought that was just a box. Of no, that's sort. the power supply unit. Is that not the electricity? No. So you get the electricity that comes into your house... You know, right. brought by who would bring Men. who would who would we cast who who would bring the electricity to our house? Uh, William uh, Russell, nineteen fifty-three, dressed as Sir Lancelot. Would he? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. He I don't know if I'd it. let him in with his, you know, lance. But anyway, oh, yeah. let's 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 go with that. So uh, William Russell brings the electricity to your house. It's probably uh, Professor Hines Wolf round at my place. Uh, oh, yeah. I think he, because his hair stands on end, doesn't it? So he's probably had his fingers in the sockets. So it I could, could be uh, that. Yeah, could easily, he could test it. Um, so all right then. The, the, anyway, so the electricity arrives into your house, right? Right. Delivered by Lance. Um, in the wall, right? The plug socket in the wall. Yes. That's two hundred and forty volts. Each. Each socket. Right. All right. Now stay with me. What's happened? Is that a cat? That was my, that, that was the cat attacking me. Don't worry. Right. Will you bugger off. Do go on. All right. So that little box there, yeah? Right. Takes that 240 volts that is delivered to your house by William Russell. Yes. Right? And steps it down to the 12 volts your laptop needs. It converts 240 volts to 12. Well, what... Where's, Otherwise, your okay. computer would blow up. Oh, right. Well, why doesn't my television have one? Does that take more volts? It does. Right. Anything with a little box in between the wall, yes, and the thing, is a PSU. And needs less than 240 volts. That's correct. Then why don't my lamps have them? Because they because... need 240 volts. Really? Well, why do no, they explode? They must they've do. got bulbs in. 
That's ridiculous. Well, because the bulb will be... Uh, anyway, I don't know the bloody ins and outs. I'm not William Russell. So, um, yeah, so you've you've done it anyway. You've bought a new one. If you're holding the new one, I presume that you actually managed to get the old one working. Well, I mean, I, I, I did manage to, you know, thrust... The, the the two remote for those of you at home who are interested here i broke this prong on my laptop charger and was left just two um so i did manage to get it in sort of like slam it in but upside down because mm. it was quite difficult to stick the plastic in and i was going to just turn it on Ooh. but luckily you said not to it um, might be all right i mean i don't know right but but i remember once i blew part of my house up well when i was very young when i was mm. um i think it was about 10 and it was because the the plug, which is this part, yeah. um, the the plug wasn't plugged fully into the wall. There was a little gap just there, and by pure chance, total chance, I had a letter opener, uh, which was in the shape of a sword that mm. I got in Warwick Castle. Metal, metal, and I dropped it somehow, and it went and it stuck. It landed between the prongs like that. Yeah, it, against the wall, and I thought, oh, I better go and move that. So I went over and grabbed it. And basically half the wall exploded. Right, okay. Well, that sounds Caused about Caused structural right. damage to the house, as I recall. Oh, but well, I was you don't young. want to do that, dear. I got My bought a little happy. sort of vintage Rolls-Royce when I was a kid that was actually a radio. And, uh, you know, the spur wheel that went into the running board, that was the thing you tuned the radio in with. I got this for Christmas off my Uncle Jim and Auntie Bet, and I, was, I loved it, you know. And then the batteries run out. And I was like, mm. I know what I'll do. I shall merely remove the wires where the batteries go and put a plug on it. So I put a plug on this thing that took batteries, like, you know, HP7s as they were called. And I think they're called double A's now or something like that. Uh -huh. Bloody, bloody Europe. Um, and plugged it in and set fire to my bed. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite a neat trick. Um, mother was not pleased, but then mother no. wasn't ever pleased. Plug-related stories. I remember, you know, in the night when I'd hired mm. me VHS recorder with me paper round money, I'd be sort yes. of watching, you know, the trial of a time lord in the night as low as I could. You know, there's only ever one telly in the house. And I'd be yes. like that watching it and she'd get so annoyed with it. She'd come downstairs and she'd always, literally, she wouldn't bother with any, you know, any ceremony. Pair of scissors, plug cut off. Not actually a lot. <laughs> Bed. <laughs> All right, then. So the next day, it was always my job when she wanted to watch Crown Court or whatever. You know, I mean, Nan would get up and she'd want to watch the Sullivans. So it was like that. Right, you better put a plug on that. So by the end, we had like a three centimetre lead on this telly. You know what I mean? She used to just come down, snip. Hmm. Parents didn't fuck around in them days. Oh, no, absolutely not. No. No. I remember very distinctly um, once... Just for a joke. This was just for a joke. Getting some chalk. Um, and we had uh, neighbours who lived across the way. They had a, do a daughter, Lisa. I do apologise, Lisa. I don't think you're listening. Um, and uh, I was once cross with her for something. So I wrote in, in rather large letters. Very large letters. Lisa from number 48 stinks. With a big arrow pointing halfway <laughs> across the... The road towards their house, and my dad came in. I went, "Did you do that?" And I went, "No, <laughs> you little twat." Didn't get away with that one. No, I had to go ah. outside and remove it because yeah. you'd signed it, no doubt. Oh, I was proud of it, Daddy. I mean, pretty much, I'd signed it. Yeah. Well, you yeah. see, you signed your own death warrant there. 
did on that occasion. Yeah. You did on that occasion. Patrick Weimark on that occasion. Maybe, yeah. Well, that's right. You see, you've got to you you've got to be convincing in your um, elaboration. Really, you do. You, absolutely you do. do. Well, I've yes. I've put some shelves up this weekend. I mean, it's there's very few weekends of the year I don't put shelves up. I know this. You yes. Know. Um. And the, but these are your fault. Actually, they are. They yes. are. You've made me buy more nice things, so I've had to put up more shelves. I'll show the boys and girls at home uh, what's been going on. So, so there we are. There we are. There we are. The Doctor Who cups are there, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, Appendus Fen is there, um, and the books. And up there, we've got some uh, annuals and what not. Um, so yeah, they're not quite filled up yet, which uh, which means that uh, behind me here is a bit sparse. Um, mm. But that's all your fault, that. That will be my fault entirely. But you said you had no space for shelves, and there is always space for shelves. Well, there wasn't. I took down a a, a, a ray of uh, guitar hanger with me banjo and whatnot on it. It was like, well, I don't use me banjo, so that can go in the loft. Well, it was like that. Are. However, I do like to turn around and look at my things, my nice <laughs> things. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, because of you, I yes. I now I've running. I'm running out of space again. You well, know. you can't be running out of space. We've just put the shelves. We've just put the shelves. Up. You've just put the shelves up. I'm merely encouraged. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. You did. No, you no, did. No, I like no, to think uh, hashtag blame Paul um, oh, yeah. <laughs> on this one. Um, but yeah, so I was doing that today. What did I do yesterday? What did I do yesterday? Apart from going oh. by the stuff to do that. Uh, oh yes, I had to do work. Work, oh, no. work. Mm, work, no. work. Don't Not like nice. work, work. Um, no. But last evening, and I don't care yeah. if people do moan, I'm not bothered. Um, disc eight of the, well, I think it's disc eight. Anyway, it's the, it's the, it's the um, bonus disc on the season eight Doctor Who box set. You love uh, this box set, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. I've got, th- <laughs> but, but it's because I've watched it. You know what I mean? What's mm. that poem? It's like that. Hush the clocks. Do the whatever. Blah da blah. You know. Um, so it's a case of I put that on and I don't bother with anything else. You know what I mean? It's like that. No phone, no this, none of that. I'm just going to sit and watch it. And the recording on there of Pertwee at Panop- Panopticon 91, mm. it, I just, I, he is still the ultimate nice thing. And what I love about it is every now and then he'll steer the conversation toward how he can either get more work or get more money. And I just love the honesty of him. You know I mean? And, oh, Absolutely. I love people in this business who, it's a business, you know what I mean? I've got a brilliant thing that you need to buy, right? Yes. Here I am. Right, let's see how much we we can exploit this talent. It's just great, you know what I mean? It's just great. It is. It is, and of course, Percy would famously, when he when he turned up to any of these gigs, he'd just stand there and he'd wait for the brown envelope from yeah. the twenties. Oh, yes, he lovely. Talks, that'll do. He talks about how he gets Troughton into doing uh, this opening or whatever, and he's like, you know what I mean? He's like, oh no, no, I don't do any of that, John. And he's like, that oh, you get a very nice lunch, Patrick. Lunch. <laughs> and so he's saying on this uh, Panopticon, he's like, you know, because Pat's obviously dead by this point, and he's mm. saying, you know, Pat, Patrick. Patrick liked a good lunch. Yeah. Um, so they go and have this lunch and then they go around this factory and this, that and the other. And um, they just treat them really well all day. And then at the end, they give him a bag of goodies, like whatever this factory produced. And then he said two days later, he was on the phone. He's like, hello, John. Do you, 
Do you always get a nice lunch? <laughs> yeah, and and do you always get the bed of bag of free things and then poetry? The way he tells it, he's like, oh yes, oh yes, <laughs> and he's like that. Oh well, let me know when the next one's happy. You know, I, I just love that. I actually yes. love the honesty of it, and I I like the fact that. It's the acknowledgement that this is a mercantile transaction. It's not, you know, you wouldn't get a bloke who's like, oh, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't fit a kitchen for me. You know, it'd be good for your profile. You oh, know, no, absolutely, you yeah. Know. And we, I think we've probably both had that, haven't we? Where people will contact you via email oh, and I... say, could you do this? I get at least once a month, I get somebody who contacts me about doing a voiceover. It's, you know, with some sort of announcement for a theatre or something like that. Um, can you write the script and record it, they'll ask. And I said, well, yes, that's absolutely fine. Here's a little sample. Do you want to go ahead? Yes, we want to go ahead. Lovely. I tell them the rate. Never hear from them again. No. Apart from occasionally, they will say, oh, well, funds aren't great, so maybe, you know, could you help us? No. No, absolutely no, no. not. I don't mind doing it if it's someone I know who's na- who's knackered, right? Yes. If it's someone I know who's knackered, and um, I don't mind that. Uh, but if it's just someone, you know, getting in touch cold and asking you to do things for nothing, it's just like, no, piss off. No, do you know absolutely. what I mean? You know, the you... Canadians are the worst I've found for that. Ooh, Bizarrely. I get, I get an awful lot of Canadians who say, could you could you do this? There's no money. Well, there's no money. There's no work. Absolutely not. Well, absolutely so, not. No. Yeah. I mean, you try getting the man who's uh, doing the kitchens come round for no money. You know what I mean? It's um, Yes. <laughs> How's the kitchen? Yeah. Who was the one who said... Uh, Dave Allen, it was his phrase, wasn't it? Uh, in one of his Christmas specials, he said, I get a letter. I get a lot of letters asking me to keep religion out of my routine at Christmas. And his reply was, I would if I could, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same thing with these jobs. It's just like, I would if I could, but I can't. And literally now, and and I know you're the same, You literally, you just don't have the time. It's because because no, no. when you give up your time, you're either giving up precious time to sit and listen to you know to to soak in the warm bath of John Pertwee talking, yeah. or you're uh, you're giving up an opportunity to to actually make some money. And it's you know, as as Legs Larry Smith says, you know, you got to keep the lights on, Mikey. Well, especially these days, don't we? Yes. Oh, well, that's another oh, thing, isn't it? Oh, Did you have fun do. entering your meter readings when the... Uh, what was it? There was a thing... I didn't. I just texted them to... British Gas texted me. You know, oh, you know we've always no. been close. Um, no. But apparently people... I have haven't done any of that. No, nothing at all. They keep uh, they keep contacting me, asking me... Uh, telling me that I need a new meter. No, I piss don't. off. They can shove that. No, no they're always I've got after a meter getting... there. From about 90, I think it's from about 1987 or something like that. Yeah. It works perfectly well. No, thank you. I don't want your fancy new one. No. One of those that you can imagine Peter Purvis being fond of in the advert. You know what I mean? Not having it like you. Peter Purvis, no clue. Unlike William no. Russell, no clue about electricity. But he's like, hey, this is, I can see him doing a corporate for it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'd happily do that. I'd happily advertise something to do with the old electricity. I mean, I wouldn't have a clue what I was talking about. I did a wonderful corporate a few years ago, and the only thing I can remember was saying photovoltaic cells. And Brilliant. I don't know what a photovoltaic Brilliant. cell is, but Brilliant. Oh, I sold it, but not a clue. That's but the job, I, isn't it? 
that's the job. And I'm sure that Peter Purvis could do exactly that. He could pop round and he could explain precisely why I don't need to change my meter. But he wouldn't have a clue what he was on about. I wouldn't have a clue what he was on about. But at the end of the day, we'd both be happier for it. Well, you would. Have you ever seen that carpet that Pertwee does, which has a rather unfortunate phrase at the end? Uh, what he Show says us your the... tits and I'll tell you. Yeah. It's weird, that. It's like Peter Cushing when he goes all rapey in one of them Frankenstein films. It's like, oh, that's not that's not John, that. Oh, no. no. It's not, you know, I remember my mum being with that. She's like, oh, no, no, it's not Peter Cushing, that. And you're like, well, no, it's Victor Frankenstein, mother, but whatever. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. But again, you're offered the money. That's fair enough. Well, that did lead to a little flurry on Twitter, of course, when it was rediscovered. All of a sudden it was, was John Pertwee a misogynist? So yeah. No, he's he's just saying the words. That's and all. quite dead. Very dead. Nothing Very really dead. to worry about there. Oh, he tells the story on that, um, of, of how he found, you know, his ring. The one mm. he found in the old the signet ring of one. vase in a, a sunken ship off uh, a reef. In Ibiza, he was—he was diving, wasn't he? He was a like—he was into his diving, and yeah. uh, I remember—is it in *I Am the Doctor* where it talks about what they call nerdling? Him and Tenniel Evans used to do a thing called nerdling, where they'd visit stately homes that were abandoned around the country and, and nick anything that looked nice. <laughs> out of them. Um, it might be in *I Am the Doctor*. It could be in any of those books, but um, yeah. Um, he was all, obviously, again, it's like that. Oh, free stuff. Oh, lovely. So they, um, he explains that there was this... He's had a house in Ibiza, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and there was this... He explains precisely where it is, where this reef is, that all these ships sank on, you know, thousands of years ago. And they dove down, and in this ship, they saw an octopus disappear into, like, this big vase thing, and they were like, oh, what's that? So they, you know, cleaned the mud away, and him and this guy brought this old vase up from the bottom of the sea... He said they spent four months going through it. And and one of the things in there was this ring. And um, so the sun, the, the shipwreck, he said, was about 50 BC. But the coin's about uh, 850 BC. Right. So he says, you know, he likes to think that this uh, Greek sailor, 50 BC, had found an old coin and go, I'll have that put on a ring. And there you go. Well... You never know. I mean, I'm never quite sure with Mr. Pertwee how much of what I'm listening to is actually happening. Oh, you're not. You're going to spoil it. Oh, no. No, 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 no. There is a little bit of that. I do love the fact, though, that you've got anecdotes that I've heard him telling that happened to him, but I've also heard Max Wall tell them about happening to right. him and so on and so And Harold Macmillan, I've heard the same anecdote happen to him and Pertwee. Um, I love that, though. They're just handed around. It there was no internet matter. then, was there? And, and, you know, I mean, yes, he was saying in that, and I, I think he may have been slightly over-egging the truth with this, he claimed that um, one of his ancestors was a court jester for someone or other. You know, who knows? But it, I mean, he is a very nice thing. There's going to be people mourning now. Bloody Doctor Who again. It's like, well, no. It's oh, John it's Pertwee. wider than that. It's, it's wider than that. It's Pertwee. Pertwee. Yeah. Pertwee it's transcends true. all. Absolutely. Pertwee is very special. So, um, so yeah, I, I actually have had a very boring week in which I seem to have worked an awful lot, and then yesterday. Good God, I've no idea. Not much. No. Not much. But it's been nice. Yes. Yeah, it is good to do nothing, isn't it? Just occasionally. Now, there's I a comedian it's... you won't have heard of called Mickey Flanagan, am I correct? 
No idea. All right, he's got a great face like Tommy Cooper had. He's he's just funny boned, and he does this thing about um, prop proper fuck all. Do you know what I mean about doing proper fuck all? Uh-huh. So there's fuck all. But then there's proper fuck all. You just lie on your bed staring at the wall for weeks. I've done quite a bit of proper fuck all in my life. Yeah, no, that does sound nice. Is this chap on Radio 4? I've not heard of him. I'm sure he is, actually, yeah. He's got your spot, hasn't he, dear? Oh, it could be that. That's the trouble. That's the trouble. You see, we we do harbour these resentments, don't we, against artists who've got our spot. Yes. Absolutely, yes. it's not an unhealthy thing, though, is it? I don't. Think. Yes, because it starts to enjoy. Well, it be- makes you embittered about new stuff, and it also can make you avoid things, uh, and it, can, uh, it just makes you bitter. No, I don't think so. I mean, no, no. if if there were right, I mean, because if I think about the things that are currently on, which go, yes. oh, I could be in that. Well, I couldn't be on. Would I lie to you because of the theme music issue, mm. which is just too awful. I- but just you could have sorted me. that out. Well, then I'd have to be a producer. And I don't want to be a producer. I could play the role of a producer. No, they just say Popper's not happy. Right. With the music. Can you change it? <laughs> and they'd change well, it. Well, that's all right then. And they could change it for a little string quartet thing. It would suit sort of music, like we said before, a bit more like the music from Faulty Towers or or um, University Challenge. Mm. That's what it needs. So, so I don't want to be on that because of that. No. Um what else? Just a minute. I don't want to be on that. Don't you? No. No. Mm. Parsons is gone. Don't want to be on it now. Um, and that's it. There's nothing else. I know on, what you'd there? want to be on. What? The Archers. Tomorrow's World. Whoa. Mm. Well, yes. I'd take a role on the Archers. Well, of course you would, dear. I don't think it'd be rude not to take a role on the Archers, really. Yes, I'd like that. It would you know, be... They, a... they only record on a Sunday. <coughs> so... We'd have to change when we do this. But that's yeah. it. They record on a Sunday and that's it. Imagine, oh, that would be a lovely life. It wouldn't be oh, bad, would it? I could do that. Mm. I like what you said that David Troughton, didn't you say that he was at the RSC or something, he just wanders over the road to work? That's basically it, yeah, because they, they record in Man- in uh, Birmingham. So Troughton keeps doing these lovely seasons. He played, was it, oh, is he the Titus or one of the Henry the Fourths? Um, he was doing that and then on Sunday... Oh, can't do the matinee. Off to, off to record the archers. So, you see, a nice life. You yes, see, all right. yes. There you go. So, there's something you'd like to do. I'd like to do that, but I'm not resentful of it because I get my 13 minutes a day when I can sort of detach from reality and I can live in rural Borsetshire. If they had a reboot of it, right, yeah. and put a sort of <laughs> beat. To that, and all that, right? So they did that, got a brand new casting, right, and got rid of all the old lot, right? You would hate it. Uh, absolutely not. Why would they do that? They wouldn't do that. No, they absolutely not. They no, might they do. They, the, the new uh, no. forward-thinking BBC. No, 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 no. They're not that forward-thinking. They're not. That'd be a mess. Absolutely not. No, you need you need nice old things as well to complement BBC going back on TV, which is a stupid move. Um, BBC no, Three, abso- you mean? BBC Three. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know the point. Um, no, I, I think that uh, no, you leave the Archers alone. That one's sacrosanct. We can't be playing with that. Yes, but I people need... said that about Simon Bates. Well, that's not the same thing at all, though. Is it not? 
No, because well, so, that's just one person hanging on. What was that called? Our tune of summer. Well, I like to think of it personally as the love theme for, from Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet so, that he stole. that wasn't a national institution? No, it no. wasn't. Because it whenever was. I heard that, I, no, because whenever I heard that, I thought, you're just stealing that off Romeo and Juliet. Yes, but Simon Bates has gone off the schedules like Good. 30 years ago. Right, Good. you know, always, uh, always on the issues that matter here at Nice Things. You know, up to the minute commentary. Um, <laughs> yes. And as uh, Hancock used to say, one for the teenagers there. Um, <laughs> so, so things do change that we don't want to change. You know, all you need is someone like Matthew Bannister to to enter the portals of Radio Four, and the next no. thing he's like, "I know what we need. We need a nice <laughs> beat on this." No, no, no. They've updated the arches. And get Gemma once. Collins in. No, right now. That's running no, the pub. It'll be a we fun. We need to discuss pub. this. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about this stunt casting of people like mm. Gemma Collins. I don't know what the point of that woman is at all. I mean, I don't know what she is. I remember she fell out a trap door um, on a live TV thing. That was funny. But apart from that, I don't that know what the point is. So why is she taking the lead in theatrical productions? Is she? Yes. Oh, no. Right, because they're doing a tour of Chicago. I'd never go and watch it in a million years, obviously. Yeah. But I like to know that actors are being employed, not some woman who's got no ability. She must have some ability. Has she? Nothing... I, d- I don't know. All I know is this, like, this big lass who mm. looks like she's got that false tan on, who's yes. always getting her ass out in the papers. Isn't that her? Geordie Show, Essex or something. Essex, Isn't she one of them She's programs? the Essex ones. Yeah. But, and, now, and now is touring, playing the lead in Chicago, or one of those. Now, shouldn't you say good honour? No, absolutely no. not. What we should say is no. Why would I say good honour? I don't know. Well, I wouldn't. Absolutely not, because what's she the point? She may have trained some... at RADA. Have you looked she this up? She didn't train at RADA. Absolutely not. She No training. She raided like the larder. She didn't well, train more at likely. RADA. Yes. Uh, yes, of course no. she did, Sid. Oh, um, infuriating. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on lately, isn't there? The stunt mm. casting. There were two of them on um, Holly Oaks. Again, I don't watch it. It has no effect on Holly me whatsoever. Oaks. Holly Oaks. Right, um, two of them who were off Strictly Come Dancing, two of the dancers off that ended up being oh, given no. roles in Holly Oaks and, and couldn't act to the point that they reinvented acting. It was weird. You know how Peter Cook, when he acts, has got that detached thing where he's yeah. like, he's not really there. Well, imagine that, but if they weren't even aware that they were on a film set. That's the level of comprehension that we're talking about. And these people are being paid money. It makes me sick. Resentful. It's not resentful. It's not resentful. It's a cur for the art form. And that cur is being just pissed all over by by whoever makes Hollyoaks these days. All right. Let me play Devil's Advocate here, which would make a fantastic drink. Someone should invent Devil's Advocate. Arthur Negus turning up in Crossroads. Different. Ah, Totally different. Go on, then. Totally different. Because he just came in playing Arthur Negus for that episode. It's not like they came in and said, oh, he's playing the the bloke from the brewery. It was literally one day Jill's in reception and she goes, I'm sure I recognise you. I'm sure I recognise And eventually goes, oh, I'm Arthur Negus. And they have a little chat and a cup of tea 
And that's it. There's no point in him being in the episode. He's popped in for a cup of tea. Lovely. I can believe that that could happen. Did Arthur Higgins tour in Chicago? No, he didn't. I can't no. imagine him in the stockings and stuff. Oh, I don't oh, want no. to imagine that. No, no. No, no, no. And that's the lovely thing where you would get people like that turning up. Ken Dodd turned up one day. No point at all. And Larry Grayson turned up and immediately started walking off camera and pissing around all over the place and trying to make Noel Gordon laugh. Pointless, <laughs> not necessary. Very different from Gemma Collins being in Chicago. All right. All right. Let's think. Well, But let's be honest. You're a big fan of the casting decisions of one John Nathan Turner. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Yes. Okay, so Beryl Reed. Wonderful. Right. Doesn't know what she is doing in that role. She hasn't a clue. And I love that. I love that too. She still does it. That's a brilliant casting decision. Yeah, and your mind sort of, you know, with the way our minds work, it's kind of like you imagine her as like being sort of like, all right, so this character was obviously a sort of young woman who was a firebrand and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So it works. Yes. Linda Barron. Wonderful. Big, busty Linda. Yeah. Oh, I liked her. I liked her in that role. I think I was seven or eight at the time, and I just remember sort of gawping at the screen. Yes. Nurse Gladys. Yes. Nurse Gladys. Absolutely. You've already covered Richard Breers. You didn't like that one. No, no, I love that one. Is it Breers or Briars? I think it's Briars, isn't it? Is it Briars? Briars. I think he goes far too far, but I love him for that, and nobody had the balls to say, do you want to pull it back a bit? No, just let him go. Much better. Bonnie Langford, we don't need to cover. We don't need to cover because she did a fantastic job. Do you like that one, then? I like that one. I approve of that one because Bonnie is a trained actress. She's allowed to lead Chicago. That's absolutely fine. And she is. Yeah. And she has done and she, all that because yeah, she can yeah. do it. That's f- Actually, that's fair comment. All right, well then, fuck it, bollocks to her. Yeah, she shouldn't be doing it. I'm, I'm Thank you. you. Well, I agreed not. with you anyway, didn't I? I know, I know, but Ugh. we should complain. Should complain yes, to somebody. Yes. Who do you complain to? I shall write to Esther Lanson. Uh, Lord Grade, now head of Ofcom. Apparently. Oh, oh, he he was in the news this week, wasn't he? He was. Yes. Well, saying yes, things you now, wouldn't like. Saying things I don't approve of at all. But he's just mm. saying them for publicity. He knows they're bollocks. He I knows agree. they're bollocks. I uh, agree. It's all it is. It's a yeah. deflection. I think it's to deflect the Tories away from the BBC. Okay, and That's revamping okay. the Archers. They're not revamping the artists. They have changed the theme tune once in okay. 70 years. And do you know how they changed it? Go on. They got an orchestra in to play exactly the same sheet music. They just wanted a better quality recording. That's as up-to-date as it gets. Then we are due a remix, clearly. Hey, Does Paul Hardcastle so. still do these things? Well, I would hope not. Mm. Didn't he... What did he do? He, did he ruined the, the Top Brother. of the Pops theme. That was dreadful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Yeah. No. TV no themes really do set up the show, don't they? I mean, if the poo, it's a bad, bad thing. Oh, it is. I mean, this is why I think Tomorrow's World was so good. Because it had really good theme music. What did it go like? Well, it had a jazzy one by Johnny Dankworth. Yeah, I remember that. Years. Then it went into that one that went dum 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 with all these noises yeah. over the top. And then eventually you ended up with a full symphony orchestra one, which I love. I'll tell you something that, that annoys me to do Go with on. that. 
Right. When Tomorrow's World, I think they were coming up to something like their 2000th edition. Right. And they announced on her that for the first time, look what you can now get. It's a CD, but it's a hologram CD. So you could t- uh, sort of turn it and see pictures on it and stuff Lenticular like that. Lenticular thing. Lenticular thing. And they had 2,000 of them to give away to viewers if you phoned this number. So I got right on there straight <laughs> away. Of course oh, you did. And I, I got one. All four versions of the theme music on this lenticular CD. And then my mate Michael Goodman asked if he could borrow it. Never seen it No, since. you don't borrow nice things out. No. Nothing in this room. It's not a lending library, you know. Mm. Nothing in this room will leave this room. Oh, no. You know, nothing. Uh, is there anything I'd borrow out? Maybe me Tufty annual. I'm not sure. But it would depend. It'd have to be a very, very nice lady if, oh, yeah. uh, if I was going to give him a Tufty. <laughs> Let me be honest. Um, <laughs> but no, it's been a poor week for nice things, has it not? Uh, I've, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm disappointed. I um, What did I get? Well, well, I, I picked up the Doctor Who magazine to mention oh. the thing that we shouldn't mention. Look, Idiom. there they are. They're... They're coming back. Oh, is that the new ones? No, that's the new ones. Mm. Uh, so they're coming back. So, um, but yeah, pick that up. Normal price five ninety nine. Uh, this month is a special tenner um, Ten because it comes pounds. with a, a free book about pirates. It's not free if it's four quid. It's not more. free. No, it, but a book about pirates, which apparently I need because I'm nine. Uh, and, a, and a poster. And they used to do these posters all the time with this damn magazine, and they'd give them away. Um, but, yeah, a, a huge poster. But that's what you get for a tenner. I was going to stick it to the easel, but I couldn't find any blue tack before we recorded. You so want to get that, Ooh, that. You want to get that in the frame. Uh, if you're going to be asked. Well, actually, I might do that, yes. But, uh, no, that's the extent of my nice things. But nice things-wise, how have you done this week? All I've got this week, and I've not even started reading it yet, is Samuel Butler's book, Erewhon. Which, if you want to know how it's spelt, it's nowhere backwards. Because I remember when I was transcribing Sir Henry for the stage show, mm. uh, and there was the line, Surrendered to Erewhon. And I'd, obviously, I'm transcribing it, so, you know, Aunt Florrie, um, you know, uh, and she surrendered to Erewhon. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, is that a Greek god, or is that this, is it that? So I googled what I thought it was spelt like, and somehow I found out that it was one of, well, I think it was the most popular um, f- fiction book of the Victorian era. So Erewhon is nowhere backwards, it's a place that doesn't exist. Um, and apparently it's a, a dystopian thing. So I've not looked at it yet. I've not had the chance to look at it yet. So I've just got that. Um, have I got anything? Oh, yes. I got Neil's Book of the Dead, which I've not looked at yet. Um, oh, that turned up. Oh. Okay. There this comes. is... I can't think who it was. I think it might have been uh, Skinner. Yeah, was I on about... The Neil's Heavy Concept album. It was, that's right, yeah. And um, and then I, saw, I started to think, oh, well, Neil, didn't he do a book? And I like these books. So I got Bachelor Boys, the Young Ones book. I don't think there was a Filthy Rich and Cat Flat book, but if there was, I will pay any price. Um, mm. um, Ed Edmondson did a book, How to Be a Complete Bastard, but didn't he? Complete and Utter Bastard, and there was yeah, a with him standing game. in the middle spelling out the T. And there was um, a game as well, like a, yes, a card that's... game you could do. Anyway, Neil's Book of the Dead... I've not yeah. looked at it yet. Um, it only arrived yesterday. But um, if it's anything like those 
um, books that they produced in the 80s. You know, uh, the Smith & Jones ones, um, the Young Ones ones. They did some really good ones. I mean, the ones who set the tone for it were the Python books. I don't know oh, if you've Python, got those. Python books. I, I've got the uh, the big red uh, mm. pepper book. Yeah. Um, that's a wonderful book. There's some cracking stuff in those books. I think yes. I've got another, I think it says Bok on it, Monty mm. Python's... Uh, it's up there anyway. I've I've moved enough for one show. Um, the one show. Do you like that? No, I don't. No. Why not? No. Well, because I think what you've got there is someone's gone. Oh, do you remember Nationwide? Should we do that but make it shit? I, do I you don't remember Nationwide? Oh, I loved Nationwide. You Nationwide see, I'd, 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 we didn't see it because we were always had like, Granada reports on, obviously. Mm. Mm. Um, but I don't remember Nationwide. Who was oh, that no, I... big ginger fella who was on at lunchtime? On, uh, I shouldn't say lunchtime, that's playing right into your hands. Referring to, oh, we're about to have dinner shortly, last well, night. Uh, Eight o'clock yes. at bloody night. It's not well, dinner, it's you... your tea. Well, I'm not calling it tea. Tea Why is what not? you have in the afternoon. Because you have tea in the afternoon. You don't. Y- yes, when you have you do. ever had tea in the afternoon? That's not the point I would have ah! Oh no, no, I'm busy. I'm busy, that's all. But however Have you afternoon... had, right. have you had, did you have tea yesterday afternoon? No, but I was I was having a I, I was doing nothing yesterday. That was the uh, point. You were having your I dinner. Had a, that's why uh, I, I had a cup of tea just before we started recording this. That's not tea. It was, it was li- literally a cup of tea. Tea is chips, sausage and marafat peas or something like that. Two That's slices, not tea. Two slices of sun-blessed, richly, richly margarined. That's a tea. <laughs> That's your That's, tea, lad. Oh, marrow-fat peas, dirty. Oh, marrow-fat no. peas, lovely. No. Salt and vinegar on them. Leathered oh, in no. them. What? No. Now, come on, be sensible. But I can Th- go with the mushy sensible. pea. It's not mushy peas sensible. Marrow-fat peas. No, marrow-fat's all right. No, no marrow-fat's are all right. I know they're the no. halfway house between the garden and the mushy. But the yes, nice. no, no, no. I can cope with anything. This little hybrid twat in the middle, I can't cope with at all. I'm They've got like Absolutely a little not. white a... tongue yeah. on them, haven't they? Yes, they have. What was yeah. that bit? I don't know. I don't know. Imagine being the bloke who had to paint them on. Imagine that was your job. Oh no, I wouldn't. There's probably that. a factory up in Huddersfield where they do that. You know, I what could I mean? play the man who runs it. You could play the man who runs it, and you would do it brilliantly. I think so. Thank you. You'd have the brown, but, the brown over, <coughs> not the brown overcoat. What were they called? Like an overall, but a coat. Oh, like the shop stewards always yeah. were on uh, programs. Yeah, good programs. Yeah, you yeah. would have pens, but crucially, you'd have a pocket protector in the pocket. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for in case they leaked. Yeah. Yes. No. Absolutely. What I would this that. manager be called? Uh, Heppelthwaite. Heppelthwaite's fine marafat peas. Yes, I think so. Since eighteen eighty, no, I don't. No, I don't know if I want to play him. Could I? Could I play the person from London who's bought him out and taken over? All right, you're going to be Peter Bowles. Bit like sort of a cross between Peter Bowles and Gabrielle Drake, I think. Right now, now you've got me interested. Though I can't imagine uh, you with them scabby eyebrows and that wig on. Space nineteen ninety nine. Oh Was no, that not her? no, that's her. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of uh, you know 1985 when she took over Crossroads for OT. Oh, in that business suit, in the business mm. suit with the with the with the big hair <clears throat> being quite severe to people. I didn't yes. like that. Actually. No, Crossroads goes the... dynasty. 
It, it did a bit there, because I remember one of the most lovely things about Crossroads is, like, Benny would turn up and say, oh, can I have a job? And they go, yes, lovely. And then you've got one where, where she gets told, oh, Benny Hawkins is going to pop by, see if he can get any work. Well, I'll interview him. I thought, no, Gabrielle, that's not how we do business at Crossroads. I didn't oh, did you not didn't write him like a stiff letter on cardboard? Well, no, I mean, seeing as that episode went out um, 37 years ago. I, no, it never. Uh, Okay. Surely we'll not. What year are we, we talking? What year is 37 years ago? 85? Is that 37 years ago? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, yes. Oh, no, it is. Mm-hmm. Shit. 1985 was seven years. Was 20, how many? 30, 30, 37 years ago. <laughs> I don't like to think about these things, but you're quite right. 1985 mm-hmm. was a much different place. It was a very different place. We hadn't even had no. Series 2 of RV Design Pet then. <clears throat> There's lots we hadn't have. I remember 1985 as being a rather enjoyable little hinterland. It, it was nice. Feel... Wasn't that the year we had... Mm. What was it called? Band-Aid. On the radio? Doctor Who on the radio? Slipback. Yeah. Wasn't that 85? That was 85. That was summer of 85. That was nice. Yeah, Live Aid. Was that 85? That was 85 as well, yeah. God, I remember that day really well. I don't. Don't you? No, I had no interest in it whatsoever. No, I didn't watch it. I remember people being asked. Oh, right. Oh, I think um, I remember people being asked. Yeah. Wasn't that the year that they had them Frankie Says Relax t-shirts? They had a lot of those. Yeah. I, I remember my mum was very upset by them, but I couldn't find out why. No. It, took, uh, it was a while till I hadn't heard the lyrics. Um, mm, I didn't know. So. I didn't understand them anyway. No, I think she said, she told me that she didn't like it because the opening voiceover on the record sounded like the Protect and Survive public information films. They did. She so, was right. She was right. Yeah, she was quite and Mike right. Reed was quite right too. What, why? What did he say? He banned it, didn't he? Well, he's a toss pot, isn't he? I ain't really. Is um, he? Yes, not keen. Not keen. Well, he did his calypso, his uh, oh. right wing. Calypso. What, so what, what, then... what, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, what? let's rewind a little bit here. <clears throat> a right-wing Calypso. Yes. Mike Reed did a right-wing Calypso. He genuinely did. All right, he's, I must have been he's... pissed that year. What, what, what are we talking? We're talking about, I think, 2016. I Ooh, think... Definitely pissed. I think Tory Party Conference. I think. This gets better. Um, and he turned up and he pre- performed his Calypso. Um, which was all about uh, the need for Brexit, but he sung it in a sort of a howdy-doody voice. So, uh, oh, yes. I don't like Brexit. I love it. That's the sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> I think that that would... T- I- I've just realised you have beaten Paul Nicholas's... Because Paul Nicholas had a, a string of singles in the 70s, one of mm. which was Reggae Like It Used To Be. I don't remember. about 1976. So I think oh Mike God. Reed might have pipped Paul Nicholas there. Oh, that, <coughs> now Mike Reed also did a wonderful version of um, that song. Now, what's his name? Adriano Salentano from Italy. Oh and he yes. Recorded uh, Prezent Colon Oh no, Chuso. we're not about a different Mike Reed. Oh no, no, I thought we jumped our reads here. No, I, I started with Mike Reed from Superstore. He did yes. the racist Calypso. Okay. But I thought we'd jump to Mike Reed from Runaround. We have now, but go on. Good, I didn't know good. we had. 
Yeah, anyway. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, his version of freezing, coded, I can't think what he calls it. Oh, that's absolutely magnificent. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. You know, I'm I'm indebted to you. I'm indebted to a boy from... Well, I'm not going to tell people where you live. But anyway, um, (laughs) yes, you'd have a string of fans um, (laughs) at your door, banging on your window at four in the afternoon. We don't um, want that. They'd have to leave. But um, yeah, so, go on. Yeah, no, you must try and find his calypso. I'm going to have to find that and uh, put a link on the on the old Twitter. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Um, but unlike Kenny Everett, when he would turn up and you know with his support for Maggie, Bam and you the bastards. You didn't know if he was taking the piss or not. Yeah. Here, you can be absolutely certain. Mike Reed is, um, no, he's he's completely on board with this Calypso. Um, and he's loving it. And he's doing the voice, which is quite disconcerting. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Um, oh. Mike Reed I, uh, is indivisible from Shaking Stevens for me. I think that Mike Reed had a big role in uh, making Shaky famous. I think he did, yeah, because Shaky was, what, 80, 1980, with Green Door. That's the first time yes. I remember. Yes, yeah. and Mike Reed, he was always on Saturday Superstore and that. He was, actually, yeah, and I used to get very confused as to why this obviously American man sounded Welsh. I used to think we were watching a Cliff Richard impersonator with an Elvis impersonator when Mike Reed and Shaky were on. Yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. But then, worse than that, I would offer you um, Simon Groom from Blue Peter. When he left, he decided to become a pop star, as he put it, um, and he recorded uh, some Elvis songs. And I must insist you have a look for Simon Groom performing I Can't Help Falling In Love With All You. All right, I'll have some of the, that. That's just the, shit. The best Wonderful. one, if you've not heard it, and I've not heard Simon Groom yet, so I will mm. reserve judgment, but right here and now, if I was to tell you my favourite of all of this shite cover versions by TV stars, Jimmy Nail doing Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. It, it, it has to be heard to be believed. And you may find yourself in a shotgun shack. Then oh. in the days go by. Honestly, <laughs> honest to God, get find it. Have some. Oh, I've got to have a bit of that. It's It's appalling. It is appalling. But wonderful. No, it's just awful. Oh, right. No, it's okay. it's bloody terrible, you know. Has Jimmy Nail ever done anything that's not really bloody terrible, though? He sings in an episode of the RV Design Pets Series 2. They go to a pub where it's a country and western night. Mm. Um, and Kevin Lloyd, um, Tosh off the bill, is yeah. playing um, a, a sort of plumber. From from Derby, I think he was from Derby. Um, yeah, Kevin I think he was. And yeah. he plays this plumber from Derby who's like, uh, he thinks. You remember how there were blokes who went round in the cowboy hats and all that stuff? We talked about that. There were oh, country yes. and western nights on, weren't there? It was like it was a weird thing. It probably still goes on. But anyway, mm. on the side of his van, it he had cow horns on the front of his van, and on the side it went, "I'm plumb crazy." Right, so he was like that. He got talking to Oz, and they get talking about. Uh, he's like, "Oh, I did not tell you I met Moon Haggard," and so he gets his photo with Moon Haggard out, and he invites him to a country and western night at the local. So Oz gets up and sings at this country and western night. This is where the producers sort of must have allowed him to sing, you know, to launch his "She's Lying" 
career. Um, and he, he sings very well in that. He, right. he sings very well in that. Yeah. He's got mm. a good voice, actually. Mm. I can't, you can't. But his choice of songs, I mean, poor. Terrible. That she's lying one's shite. That's dreadful, but I, I can't forgive him for that crocodile oh, shoes. That whole series. That's just awful. It is. Awful. It is. Television. I liked, at the time, I don't know about I've now. i never watched it. I liked yeah. Spender. No. He had a Sierra R.S. Cosworth, though, man. Yeah, no, and normally that would sway me, because I do like a Sierra, but... Um, I've got one here. I've got a Spendermobile yeah. somewhere, but anyway. But, the, no, the, I, I just I, I just find Jimmy Nail full stop. He doesn't look like someone I would like to have, you know, coffee with, to be honest with you. I think he'd be quite cross. And yeah. uh, on those grounds, no. It's a bit like, and I know I should make myself watch Alfie Zane Pet. I know I should. You've never watched it? No. Because wow. it looks, well, because it looks dreadfully, you know. I'm trying to think of another word for common. common. Yes, it it looks dreadfully common, and it seems to be about builders. That's it, right? But if I hire a builder, I won't let them in the house. No, they just make things. No, you know, it's, but they it's not do, like they, that. All is right, it about me... a building firm? <clears throat> no. Oh. All right, so let's break down our Vida's impact. Dick Clement and Ian Lafreni. There's your starter for 10, right? Right. Now, obviously, they write about the Northeast. Likely, lads? Yes, okay. Yes, so, yes. within that cast, you had three Geordies, okay? You had um, Dennisman, Neville, and Oz, right? You had them three. Then you had the Cockney, Wayne, Gary Alton, yeah? Who was uh, who sang the theme tune to Murphy's Mob? You might know him from uh, that. Uh, um, and then you had Tim Spall. I, I, I mean, I presume you rate Tim Spall. I think he's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Tim Spall's incredible. Um, what? Pat Roach, right? You know, wrestler, Kent Walton territory. Big B. Is he the dead one? Plays bomber. Yeah. Uh, well, he's one of the yeah. dead ones. Um, <laughs> uh, who else? Anyway, I don't need to go through the whole cast, but that's more or less. Oh yeah, Christopher Furbanks as Mogzai, uh, right. the, the Scouser. So you've got all regions represented, haven't you? Haven't you got the home I mean? counties, have we? Uh, well, you've got Wayne from London. He's from North London. No, oh, it doesn't quite do it. The boss on the German building site, Michael Sheard, as Herr Grunwald. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. Michael Sheard. So you've got point. great writers, you've got great actors, and and what they are, it's just people, you know, Thatcher's Britain, Paul. So right. there's there's near Graft up are we? So they all get on the ferry, go and work in Germany. And they have a series of hilarious adventures. Um but it's it's really good. It's 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 drama comedy, it's brilliant, it's very good. It's really good. And it was made by Central with all ATV personnel. Right, okay. Well, I've got an issue there immediately, haven't I? Because, you know, ATV, very, very nice. Central, Central, I can forgive Central, but not in that little period, that little crossover period. Yes, you can. Where it was an... No, I can't. A C- Central presents an ATV production. It wasn't. It, no, it, wasn't. it no, was just Central. Well, it doesn't matter. It should have been. And as <laughs> I understand it, the building site that they were working on, wasn't that Elstree? That it they was were? EastEnders. They, yes. So I can't forgive them for that either. You know, you don't build the East End. Oh, Paul, it's brilliant. You should watch it. You really should watch it. 
it looks like the sort of thing that would just piss me off. It doesn't piss you off. It's brilliant. It's got everything that you love and more. Look, Jeremy Brett as Holmes, right? You missed that at the time because of your prejudice. Yes. And you missed this because of your prejudice. No, no, no. I missed yes. Holmes because of my prejudice, and I've rectified that because it's Sherlock Holmes with Jeremy Brett. What I what I'm less asked with is the cast of Benidorm as they are now. No, to, no. Yes, yes, they are. No, pretending not. to be builders. They are. <laughs> Tim Fingy is in Benidorm, and uh, but you like oh. pretending to be a builder. No, 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 no. I'd like to pretend to be the person who oversees the builders. Turns up in the suit. Michael says, you're Sheard. all doing very well. Yes, I'd like to be Michael Sheard, please. So you could watch it just for Michael Sheard? Yes, I could watch those specific episodes. He's in them all. Well, all right. I mean, I can give it a go. I mean, when the BBC brought it back in, what was it, 2001, 2002? Sorry, what, what's this? They did what? BBC made three series of it and two specials. Oh, and it was this poo. Is the corruption. This is, well, it will be. Yeah, it's not it that sort of thing. That you, that you can have ITV making something about, about builders. It doesn't work for the BBC. No, well, it didn't. Well, I mean, mm. it must have done because they made it for about 10 years. Mm. Much longer. Um, and you've got sober Jimmy Nail. Now, sober <coughs> Jimmy Nail is not pissed Jimmy Nail in the first two series. So, but I don't f- want any Jimmy Nail. I know you don't want any Jimmy Nail, but, <laughs> but Jimmy Nail without ale is just Jimmy N, and that's like a name in Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's not very good. So, um, Beck's Beer were trying to break into the UK market when they made the first series, set in Dusseldorf, right? So they just had free Beck's Beer all the time on set, and they were just swigging Beck's, right? And so the first series has got a wonderful charm to it where it's like, oh, right, they're half pissed making this. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's it's like, brilliant. Oh, watch Triangle Y. They were all pissed on a North Sea ferry. I want sober actors. I want proper actors. You don't I want, want a sober Kato Jimmy Nail. Why not? Because he's, like, really cross. Oh, no, I don't want that. You never hear the story about when he quit up, quit drinking. It was on the set of Spender. This is why he quit it. So yeah. he was like, right, I've got, I'm writing the theme tune, singing all that business, right? So he's doing the whole Spender nine yards, um, and he'd stopped drinking. And on the first day on set, the director was there, and he was like telling Jimmy what to do, and he punched him. Sober Jimmy Nail. Right. You don't want why? him. What? No. But why would I want? Uh, why would I want a man who I've got to get completely pissed up so he doesn't punch me in the face? Because he's on the television and it's funny. He's going to cost a fortune keeping him going in Beck no. so he doesn't assault me. I, I will send you... <laughs> I will send you all the MP whatever's the R's. Uh, you should, honestly. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I'll give it a go. However, Boys from the, the Black thing. Stuff with jokes. Uh, Boys from the Black Stuff. I've got it on the shelf because one has to, doesn't one? Well, one probably does. But one yeah. should maybe watch it one day. And one might find it's absolutely phenomenal. Well, yes, it's all gizzer job and all that. It's very exciting. <laughs> but it, but it's right, it's just there. But it's next to the flip side of Dominic Hyde. Ooh. So, obviously, I'll be going for that every time. Well, that's because you want to ogle Caroline Langriche. And I can't say I blame you. The no. chap in that always reminded me... Sorry, hold your thought. 
Because I'm going yes. to finish this point we're talking about. Not that there is a point, boys and girls. <clears throat> Simon Groom. Yeah. Peter Davison. Yeah. Fell out of Dominic Hyde. Yeah. What's his name? Peter Firth. Thought it was, thank you. We had a rash of fine blonde herd people on the mm. telly, didn't we, in the 80s? We did. Like like thin blonde hair and yeah. long fringes. That's right, we did. You don't see much of that. and you, They're all bald men now. Yeah, and yet still I can't get any frigging work. It's well, disgusting. you know, you know, you, you needed to go through that boyish blonde period. Oh, I never did that. Well, maybe we can still do it. You'd have gone on Why yeah, Don't You then? I would, actually. If you'd have been young and, like, had that fine blonde thing going on. I was 13 when I was asked to go on Why Don't You. It would have been quite strange if I was 46 and they <laughs> you want to be on Why Don't You. I would question my motives quite strangely. Yes, it reminds strongly. me of those sort of older boys who used to play football with us when ki- we were kids and used to sort of always bring presents. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Your thought then, dear? My thought then? Well, my thought then is that after that a, a very long... was a Stevens album. Anyway. Was it? My thoughts? You had a point you were going to make. Have I completely... Well, no, my, my, my point was that um, I probably should have plugged this in before we started because I've, I've got a little red flashing light oh. on the computer that tells me it's going to quit any oh, moment heck. here. Oh, we're dear. being forced into a cul-de-sac. Here. Oh, right. Oh, well, that's mm. a shame. So um, yes. can you not plug it in now? Um... I mean, it could take a while. No, it'll just power off the plug. Oh. You don't need to charge it. it. And unless you need to go and have tea or I dinner. I don't need to have tea just yet. Oh, I whatever it is. Now. Right, I've not plugged this one in before. Boom! Has he gone? <laughs> We're not going to have another episode, I hope, which ends with Paul being absent. But um, he appears to have gone. Um, so let's let's hope he comes back. So, as you can see, I was obviously winning all those arguments. Jimmy Nail is really good when he's drunk. And um, what, what was my other point? Uh, I did have a point, but I can't remember what it was. Um, he's definitely gone. He's definitely gone, hasn't he? Well, oh, I thought I heard a noise. Did I hear a noise? Can you hear me, mother? Let's see. This is all rather exciting, isn't it? Um, let's ring the boy up. Um, let us look. Oh, oh, it's just me now. Let's put him on the speaker, shall we, kids? Hello, dear. Hello, dear. You're on speakerphone. The whole nation can hear you. It's like, uh, nice. it's I like, um, what was it called? What, what was it Noel Edmonds did? Now, don't swear. Because... Oh, he's back. He's coming back. What? You're coming back. Can you see me? I can see you now. Right. Should we turn the no, phones off? I haven't even logged on. Hang on a moment. You don't need to with Zoom. Oh, that's strange. strange. Right, hang on a moment, dear. And he's back. Oh. Well, that was right. I thought I was going to have to finish another one on my own. I thought I was going to have to finish myself off again, dear. What's going on here with all this technology? I keep telling you, we need to be issued on vinyl by the Reader's Digest once a week. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? That's the only thing I can see. You need a chat to come round and do things. Is he still there? Ah, he's back. Hello, there we go. So, your point was just, I need to plug my laptop in. Yes. Well, that can that can constitute quite a day's work, can't it? Can't I'm being it? Fellini now. 
You are. It's very good. Need the Other fingers, dear. Other fingers. Other fingers, yes. It's too low now. Burn me. Uh, oh, the sun's coming out here. It is. It's rather beautiful now, at least. There's always that, and the hope well, of a lovely week to come. I'm feeling rather splendid at the moment. <laughs> now then, we can end yes. on this. Yes. That is an example of a TV personality doing something else and making mm. something rather wonderful on vinyl. <sighs> Reginald Bosenkay's Dance With Me. Dance With Me. It's absolutely phenomenal. And he's pissed. Pissed out of his mind. Right, you said you didn't like pissed. Or do you just mean it's common a... people pissed? Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Let's be so honest. people that's of precisely... fine breeding who had a proper education can handle it. Yes, because I think there's a difference between being drunk and being pissed. And I think that what you get with Re Re Reggie does a wonderful drunk. A wonderful drunk. <laughs> Whereas the cast of our Vidasain pet just pissed. Big difference. Big, right. big difference. Okay. That's, All right. that, that's just a fact. That's it's a, just a fact. The upper classes fact. know how to drink. We know they they know how to drink. Oh, oh, absolutely. oh we know how to drink. Oh, oh, no, 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 there was a there was a confusion there just for a moment. Yes, Lord Paul of Carmichael. Well, you know, uh, at the end I'm of the tried. day, yes, try. Maybe that's, that's what you are. Maybe you're just a member of the nobility. It's like a Charles Dickens book. You're incognito amongst the oi polloi, um, and and you meet some young woman. Um, who you want her to love you just for you, don't you? You don't yes. want, it. and then at the end of the book, you you sort of you announce that you're actually a lord, and you've got this vast country estate, and um, you live happily ever after and have a dozen children. Can this happen, please? Because that yeah. sounds like it. Meant I'd to like this to happen more. to me as well. Yeah. Right. I don't think it. We can. need that. And to discover that there's a whacking great inheritance as well, left by some distant relative, loads, uncle. loads, yeah. oh. loads of money. I mean, you just you started at the end. You buy the BBC, right? Oh. You clear out all the refuse. Oh yeah. yes, yes. You install yourself as director general. Obviously, scrap the license fee. No, 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 no. no, no are are no. people going to pay though when you have bought it? People, people don't shouldn't have the choice to. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to sound like a fascist, but they shouldn't have the choice. But it should. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's just put that issue to one side for one side. So that's how the book ends. Everybody's mm. happy. Do mm. we? Uh, do we move the archers to television though? Absolutely not. No. Wouldn't work. No. No. Wouldn't work. No. What we do is we commission series three of the tripods instantly. Okay, and I'm guessing you are going to take Chris Barry's place as director. Somebody has to. Um, we do that. We but we bring back um, we bring back nationwide. Okay. We don't bring back Stuart Hall though. That's probably controversial. Oh God, no. he, he do we have anybody it. though who can who 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 has the right her to do a nationwide or something? I don't think there, those men exist anymore. The sort of the spun gold nicotine men. The spun gold nicotine. They don't exist, no. them men, do they? They don't. Mm. I haven't seen one since Mr. Brett, my history teacher at school, who had no. terrible blood pressure. He used to be purple all the yeah. time. That's them. Yeah. What was he called on Pebble Mill? Shuey Summit or other? Or Summit? He was the chef in Crossroads, wasn't he? Shuey McPhee was the chef in Crossroads. Who was, the, who was he like? What was he now? McSummit. Michael or Barrett? Or? 
No, he was a ginger fella. Ginger beard had a cracking comb over. He uh, interviews Troughton. Right, I'm going to find this out. Oh, I, um... Oh, I can't remember now, but I he do know He had a name like that, didn't he? Yeah. Here we go. Let's have a look. IMDb. Who have you got? Is uh, it, he's got a... Yeah. Donnie McLeod. That's it. Donnie oh, McLeod. That's the man. Need... That's the man for me. Get Donnie McLeod back down from BBC Scotland. Networking well, dead. at once. Oh, God. He died in, like, dead. 1978 or something. <coughs> he was oh, like, no. I'll be back in a few weeks. And it's like, no, I will, not he? Oh, you know. Um, yeah. But guys like him, who was that sort of, hello, welcome to Nationwide. He had a really good lump of wiggy hair on his head. That was Michael Barrett. Oh, yes. Right. Is he still with us? Do you know, I think. I think he is. is. Or he... Or he just went, if he is, no, I think he is, but he's in his late 90s, uh, Michael Barrett. Um, and he's just published a book, which I think means that he is still alive. I'm going to have my little Google here. Michael Barrett. Uh, yeah, American didn't he reprise Sim- the role for summer or other? Oh, probably. 94, still going. Right. All right. Well, he's oh. then, then he's hired. He's back. He's back. We're rebuilding Lime Grove Studios because Nationwide has to come from Lime Grove. Oh, dear. Oh. Well, that's going to eat into the inheritance. Oh, that's all right. It, it started as a few houses. It can be. The public can pay. Well, yes. Yeah. If you want quality, you have to pay. Yes, well, that's quite right, isn't it? Yeah. Who was his um, anchor then? Who was with him on that? Sue Lawley. Ah. Right, well, we can oh. get her. We can get her. She's yep. no problem at all. She'll yep. do it. Get them back. You have Nationwide. Then you go into a new series of Triangle. Oh, perfect. Is Kate O'Mara still alive? Oh, no, not with us anymore, dear. No, I didn't no. think so. I didn't think so. No. All right, bold. well, maybe Gemma Collins is free. No, well, I would imagine she is, because nobody should hire her for anything <laughs> other than emptying bins. That's it. <laughs> but she'd no. do it with no arse in her kecks. She would. She would provide a lunch as well, wouldn't it? Oh, yes, Vile. yes, Absolutely yes. not. No. Just put some gravy on it. Yeah. Well, I don't know why she'd <laughs> talk like that. She's from Essex, isn't she? She would, though. She absolutely would. Yes, common. Very common. Mm, she'd be I think, Vita, Vita, I think you've learned a lot this week. What have I learned? You've learned that our Vida's aim pet is in your future. And you're going to take it to your bosom um, in the same way that you have Jeremy Brett. But you realise that even if I do, I shall never tell you that. Mm, that's a shame. That's the difficulty. That's the shame. Is this going to be one of Paul's dirty pleasures? Well, no, this is just... I, it just It's not going to happen at the moment. No. 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 I bet no. you love it, really. I bet you put the old hard hat on when no one's about you like that with the kids. Shh, our little secret. Oh, no, this just sounds dreadful. This sounds like an awful programme. Well, I've never put the art on and watched it. I used to get very drunk and, watched it and, and watch it and pretend I was a builder too. No, but you, you do that want... sort of thing. You, you're like always nailing sort of things thing. to walls and I shelves. I like it. Do you not like doing stuff, constructing no. stuff? I no. I, no, I like meant to come into the house. So I say, no. put that up, and they put it up, and then I can look at it. And I know it's not going to fall down. None of this has fallen down. No, but you take your time with it because you're probably thinking, oh, I'd better put the shelves up. Whereas I'd be thinking, well, I'd better play the role of somebody who knows how to put a shelf up. And I'd look convincing <laughs> doing it, but then I'd expect the stage, you know, shifters to come Chats. and actually do the job for me. Chats what about in. the shelves behind you? Who put those up? Specially constructed by a man. Came man. in, built, 
Man, man came in, spent a week building them from scratch. Cost a no, fortune. I'm not sure no I approve of this. Oh, he's very good. But you don't get the satisfaction of doing the job yourself. No. No. But I don't want that. You don't want that? No. Mm. I, I'd just be tired. I think what we need to do is a little DIY project. I don't like the way this is going already. I think we could film a special <laughs> whereby we go around your house. It's like, right, what should we do? Uh, I could be like Nick Knowles and you could be Charlie's Dimmocks. Oh, there we are. Yeah. So, um, but, so I could just stand around with a bra off? Probably. Well, yes, that I can do that. It doesn't mean I have to get power tools. You'd be one of them people. It's just like, where's he gone? It's like, and you go in and you'd be just sat there in your sort of your long scarf watching the cedar tree. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'll nip out and do the bits to camera. I'm yes. happy to do that. And I'll hold a prop whilst I'm doing it. And yeah. then I'll say, taking us a bit longer than I thought. And then I turn around and do a bit of painting. And then you pass it back to the person. I'll be in there watching the cedar tree. Tell me when I need to come out and but, say, we've done it. you're then, you're denying yourself the pleasure of completing the task. I don't see this as being pleasurable. Oh, man. You 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 wouldn't believe how pleasurable it is. I, I would. I built a, a little trough for vegetables right. a while there you ago. Go. No, because it took me about two weeks to do, and I couldn't do it. And then I, I just con- I was concerned about what colour it should be. Painted it purple. Used the wrong paint. That went all over the patio. And then a couple of weeks before, I super glued myself to the floor out there when I was trying to build something, which was awful. I super glued my thigh. Uh, these are all the schoolboy errors. We can iron them out at DIY boot camp. Oh, God almighty. I think this is a, a nice thing special into action with Lady Paul. Oh, no? it doesn't sound very entertaining. I'll give it a go. If there's a commission in it, I'll give it a go. Well, there you go. Yeah, we could have one of them, um, what were they called? Bloody whatever it was called. Would they come round your house? ITV Telethon? No. What bin men? All these bloody what was she called? Linda Barker. Oh, changing rooms. There you go. Changing rooms. Do you remember that one where she hung up that woman's teapot collection and it all come yeah. crashing to the floor? Oh yes. Oh. And she sat with her arm round her, weren't she? And she's just like, yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, oh man. Well, well maybe maybe your teapot collection will not come crashing to the floor. Well, it won't be, because I'll get a man to hang it. Chap. Not Linda Barker. Get a chap in. No. Chap not in. Her. Chap in. Hang the teapots. Well done. You can go now. Go and eat your meat with the navvies. That's yes. all that you need. Have your meat and potatoes, and well done. There's a farthing. <laughs> and uh, whilst you take tea. Yes, whilst I Cucumber take afternoon sandwiches. tea. Well, I think it's time for afternoon tea. It's 3.15. And that is high tea time. That is so tea time. I, I, I yeah. think I'm going to go and have my tea. Yeah. Um, so, um, we hope you all enjoyed whatever that was at home and learned something, as Paul and I have both learned something. We um, have. I'm not certain what that is, but, no. you know. There's a wonderful old Radio 4 uh, comedy which uh, I remember Sylvester McCoy was in it, and at the end, I think I was 15 listening to it, and at the end he just goes, my friends, there is a moral to this tale, but I'm buggered if I know what it is. That's right. It's just a lovely end, and 
Yes. That's I it. Approve. So, approve. we hope you all have a lovely week, and until the next time... Goodbye. Bye-bye. presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Nice thing.